You lived and we play it. Still 93.3 KIOA. Luke and Jeremy, good morning. Good morning. Now, I'm not Jeremy much for standing around the water cooler talking about the weather. Oh, okay. But, but holy moly, <laughs> the weather. Yeah, it's stupid. I was leaving the Civic Center last night after seeing Les Mis, and when I tell you the blast of cold air that was just blowing down the street, I mean, you literally were walking headfirst into the wind. You saw people like leaning into the wind, just trying to make their way. Mm-hmm. And never mind the fact that it was probably about 20 degrees colder than when we all got into the theater. Oh, yeah, definitely. Watching the temperature drop yesterday was almost impressive. From like 11 o'clock noon yeah. to like 5. We lost like 40 degrees. Yeah. I know at one point I got in my car and it was 57, ran a couple errands, got back in my car and it was like 22. <laughs> it was super, super windy too, which is what made it so bad. Mm-hmm. And I went and picked up Ben yesterday from school. And usually I will wait into my, my car until the last minute Then I get out and I meet him at the little playground. Well, I got out and was waiting and just... Watching these kids not anticipating the wind. Also, some of them weren't dressed for the weather yesterday. Like they're still in short sleeve shirts, no jackets. Well, yeah, when they went to school, it was 80. (laughs) When they left for school, the temperature was at least 40 degrees warmer. They had recess at some point. Like they knew it was getting colder. But the funny part was, is, is like, I swear I saw at least two kids go down because they literally got blown over. Yeah. Like they were just going to roll down the hill, blown around like tumbleweed. The only thing I have to equate to that is watching my dog try to poop in the wind. Because <laughs> he almost fell down. <laughs> what an image in the head. That's all I got. You got kids. I got a dog. <laughs> and now more fun with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. Well, Jeremy, the TikTok kids are at it again. Oh, yay. From the uh, same crowd that ate Tide Pods. They've now figured out ways to ruin wearing a seatbelt and and specifically seatbelts on airplanes. Apparently, it's all about comfort. What? First of all, airplane seatbelts are not terribly uncomfortable anyway because (sighs) all they are is just that buckle across your lap. Yes. And half the time, I think people wear it so loose that they don't even feel it on them. Yeah. If you're wearing your buckle or your airplane seatbelt real tight, you're a sociopath and I don't know what to do for you. And if you also have enough room that you can loosen that belt a little bit, I also hate you. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from someone who is a giant human being. I'm tall. I can't be comfortable on an airplane. Not only am I tall, I'm wide. That's a problem. So one of the things that these kids are doing on the TikTok.coms is they are trying to find a more comfortable way to wear these airplane seatbelts. And so what they're doing is they're pulling their knees up into their chest. Oh, that must be nice. Putting their feet on the seat. Yeah. So you have to already be flexible to do this. Yeah. And then you strap the seatbelt around your ankles to make sure that your feet don't slide off of your seat. So you're kind of balled up on your seat and you're using the seatbelt to hold you in. I admit that's comfortable for about two minutes. And then you're just like, get me out of here. I want to see you sit like that for two minutes. I can't anymore. Because exhibit A, (laughs) dad bod. 
Nobody over the age of 22 could do this. <laughs> There's no way. No way. Over the age of 22 and over the size of like a size 2. Yeah. These are tiny human beings that are doing this. Kids should not be doing this. And obviously, anybody who's not completely dense knows that seatbelts don't work this way. No. And the minute you hit turbulence, your head is going to hit the roof. Yeah, because you can just stand up. Yeah. You're literally just seatbelting in your feet. <laughs> yes. Nothing else is seatbelted in. In fact, one of these videos that I saw, a flight attendant commented on it and said that planes hit major turbulence more often than you think yeah and if you're tied in like this on an airplane chances are you could actually get hurt yeah you fall out of your seat fall into the aisle yeah hit your head the seat in front of you fall over the seat behind you could you imagine if you fell backwards and your feet were still in the seat (laughs) you'd be stuck like upside down and you're reclined and the person behind you's mad at you now It's Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. So it's obviously no surprise to any of us that groceries are getting more and more expensive. So expensive. I swear it. I mean, we have a family of three, and I don't think we've gotten out of the grocery store under $100 in months. I have an errand. (laughs) Yes. You basically also have a family of three. Yeah, essentially a family of three, if not four. Well, now the CEO of Kellogg's is catching a lot of heat lately because he says that parents can save a lot of money by feeding their kids cereal for dinner. Hmm. He uh, did an interview with CNBC, and he's absolutely serious about this. And in fact, they're even going to double down on it. Some of the things that we're doing is first messaging. we got to reach the consumer where they are. So we're advertising about cereal for dinner. If you think about the cost of cereal for a family versus what they might otherwise do, that's going to be much more affordable. The price of a bowl of cereal with, with milk and with fruit is less than a dollar. So you can imagine why a consumer under pressure might find that to be a good place to go. I see what he did there. Yeah. I see what he did there. It's that whole thing that you see in the commercial, part of a balanced breakfast. Mm-hmm. You got to give them something else. So fruit is what he suggested. Yes. that may, I mean, that makes sense. At least you're still getting some sort of nutritional value out of it, I guess. Well, you can definitely eat for, you know, a dollar or whatever per bowl or whatever he's trying to say, especially if you get the generic brands and not Kellogg's. That's what I was going to say now, Luke. What if you get the ones that come in the bag? But they are doubling down on it. They're, like he said, doing actual advertising. When I say cereal, you say dinner. Cereal. Dinner! Cereal. Dinner! Chicken! You can uh, have the night off, chicken. Okay, I'll go marinate. Cereal. Dinner! Cereal. Dinner! Yes, that's Tony the Tiger telling you to pick Frosted Flakes for dinner over chicken. Because... Who needs protein at a time like this? Mm. In this economy? Yeah, protein's tough. Oof. When it gets to like the sugary cereals for dinner, that's going to be an issue as well. That's half of what Kellogg's is. I know. They have Apple Jacks and Frosted Flakes. You're not giving your kids brand cereal for dinner. (laughs) Maybe you should, though. Honestly, if you think about it. Might be helpful. In some cases, yes, it very well might. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. Things happen on this radio program where, you know, we tell a story and usually my head explodes because Luke says something and I'm just like, 
what are you even talking about? <laughs> and then I go out into the real world and people are asking me, is Luke really like that? Luke can't really be like that. That's got to be a thing for the radio. I'm like, I don't know. He's actually really like that. It's a thing. I'm not stupid. You're not stupid. No, no. you're not. But we have had this conversation before where there is book smart and there is street smart. <laughs> Luke is book smart. <laughs> I'm also I, a little bit street smart. I'm more street smart than Luke. Okay. Let's just state that fact. So this past weekend, I got a chance to go meet up with my mom in Kansas City, and I have a new office here Yeah. at the Des Moines Radio Group, and I was looking for some decoration stuff. I'm trying to you know, move some stuff around, mm-hmm. and there is this shelf that is part of my desk, and I was like, man, I really wish I would have measured that thing before I left. And I'm like, ooh, Luke is handy. He knows how to measure things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask him to measure that that shelf for me real quick. And Mom's like, okay, cool. So we could get measurements and figure out what we need to purchase. So I send you a text message, right? Yep. And I'm like, hey, kind of a weird favor. Can you measure the shelf above my desk? Yep. This shelf is... Very large. It is a large shelf. Has multiple compartments for things. It has two compartments. It has two compartments for things, but then it has like a big area over the desk. It's a large thing. Mm -hmm. So when I get the measurements back, (laughs) I saw them come through and I didn't think anything about it. And then we went on our way and I opened this up and I was like, "Why, why is it only 13 inches long? That doesn't make any sense. And then I keep looking and I'm like, Oh, my God, he only measured one compartment of that entire shelf. One shelf. You measured one small little area of that huge thing. You didn't measure the whole thing. But here's the (laughs) First of all. I said, can you measure the shelf? Give me the height, weight, whatever. Height, length, depth, whatever. All the things. Uh Uh-huh. One that compartment. Hold on. That wasn't your whole text. You're I'm missing. Pulling it up. You're missing. Up I already text. have right it pulled up. Okay, what's the text say? It says, <laughs> can you get the measurements of the shelf above my desk? Just the shelf. I did not say just the shelf. Oh, you go back I and read it. I said just the shelf. Yes, you said just the shelf. Not the desk. I meant the whole shelf unit. No, you didn't say shelf unit. You said just the shelf. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. See, the thing about it is. Luke is the most literal person I have ever met in my entire life. If you do not spell it out exactly for you, you just do what you think needs to be done. You you did spell it out. You said just the shelf. So, yes, there are two sections of your shelf. There's like a little compartment that it's divided in the middle, and then there's an equal size uh-huh. shelf next to it. I measured one because when you measure one, you've measured both of them. And I figured you could do basic math well, and double it, and that would be the length of your entire shelf. Yes, but I also needed the height. Of the entire unit, not just the shelf. You didn't say unit. But here's the thing. (laughs) If it had been a bookshelf, say it was just a bookshelf, Uh and I said, can you measure the shelf for me? I would expect you to measure the entire thing, not just one section. And it, it's, it would really help if you could see what this is. And I even sent her a picture he of her own shelf. He did send me a picture. He did. Because, it's again, it's these shelves that are high up. And then there's, this, then there's this big open like space with just a backing. It's just meant to like sit, sit, way, up, sit way up over your desk. Yes. And you can put stuff underneath it. So 
when you're measuring something like that, you should measure the whole thing. You didn't ask me. Not just one shelf. You asked me to just measure the shelf. That's why I gave you what I gave you. Just the shelf. Even my mother was like, did, did he only measure the inside of that shelf? <laughs> like, yeah, he did. He only measured the inside of the shelf. He didn't, he didn't measure the whole shelf? Nope. He just did one section of the shelf. One shelf. <laughs> I did what I was told. We've come to the point in the chronology to procure the storehouse of words and break down the lyrical content. Can someone please give this to me in English? It's time to break out the thesaurus and figure out the lyrics. It's Thesaurus Karaoke with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. Well, play along with us. We've got our songs. We're ready to go. Woo! Are you? No, I'm not. All right, Jeremy. All right, here we go. Blasting crossways of the ticker and one's culpable. Thou begets adoration, an atrocious moniker. I love doing this to you. Ugh. I, for one, frolic my own bitch, and once can romp. You, personally, assign fondness a deplorable designation. Okay, wow. <laughs> big words, big words, big words today. Well, first of all... Yes. You gave me way too many. Four lines. I gave you four lines. All right, give me the first two again. Blasting crossways of the ticker and one's culpable. Thou begets adoration and atrocious moniker. Uh, bon Jovi, you give love a bad name. Are you sure? I think so. Okay. Lots of crossways of the ticker and what's culpable thou begets adoration and atrocious moniker. I for one frolic on my own, but one can't romp. You personally assign fondness a deplorable designation. All right, first of all, that's Woo! eight That's eight lines. That's not four. That's four. No, it's not. That's eight. It's four. Oh, geez. Do you want to look? It's four. There are four lines. This is what I copied. Those four are, lines. Those are really long lines. <laughs> Go measure a shelf. <laughs> are you ready now? I'm ready are now. Are you prepared? I am prepared. Can we do this? Yes, we can. God. <laughs> Mine is significantly shorter than yours. Well, good for you. All right. I'm an overachiever. <laughs> All right, here are your lyrics. Yes. I informed thee, comrade, thou art unable to grasp this. Wow, it's like Shakespeare. Yeah, a little bit. Verily, tis our mode of existence, and thou art aware. Give, of course... <laughs> Thou art incapable of. What? <laughs> thou art incapable of reaching this. It really is Shakespeare. It really and is. And it makes no sense. And you're going to have to do that right. again. I informed thee, comrade, thou art unable to grasp this. Verily, tis our mode of existence, and thou art aware. Thou art <sighs> incapable of. Of reaching this, I don't even want to think this hard because I don't. I uh, thou thou art <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Final answer. Uh, Romeo and Juliet, your final answer. I, I, I informed the. I uh, thou art unable to grasp this. Tis our mode. What is wrong with you? Focus on the line. Thou art unable to grasp this. Oh, I'm looking at it over and over and over again, <laughs> and I'm having flashbacks of high school. <laughs> 
That's stupid. Yeah, that'd no, be... are not able to grab. You can't. You, you, sh- you should probably. You should probably have more like flashbacks to like middle school, maybe even elementary. Yeah, I don't even want to play this game. I'm not even going to guess. <laughs> I don't care. Oh come on, you have to guess. I, no, I don't All even right. want to because this is stupid. All right. Jeremy's going to take the L on this one. You win Shakespeare. I informed the comrade thou art unable to grasp this. Tis our mode of existence and thou art aware unable to grasp this. <laughs> what is wrong with you today? I don't know. What just happened? I don't know. You made can't touch this Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Why did you go Shakespeare? I informed the comrade thou art unable to grasp this. Verily, tis our mode of existence, and thou art aware, thou art incapable of reaching this. <laughs> Is anyone else as confused as I am right now? Because I'm just sitting here looking around the room going, am I alive? Is this a real thing? Is this real life? Is this real life? I don't think it is. That's, I think I'm in a weird dream right now. Oh, I almost forgot. Yeah, I got to give you that. That okay. is uh, how we thesaurus karaoke. No, it is not. <laughs> that is not how we thesaurus karaoke. I don't know what that was. It's Luke and Jeremy on KI. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mornings with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. We make fun of Florida a lot because they've just got some interesting characters down there. A little bit. And, of course, if you know, there's a lot of, uh, whenever there's a crime or something, it's always referred to as, like, a Florida man. Mm -hmm. And usually, you know, you have a pretty good idea of who that person is. (laughs) Well, Florida has decided to sort of lean into the whole Florida man thing, and they recently had their inaugural Florida man games. Oh, yes. And this has a bunch of wild events. Drinking beer, having fun with our friends. And then jousting somebody. Wild, messy, and hilarious. Alligators, nudity, and drugs. We couldn't get nudity and we couldn't get drugs. But we definitely got alligators out there, for sure. Man, honestly, because I love God and I love America. And I'm here to be a Florida man. <laughs> that should be the motto. I love God, I love America. I'm a Florida man. I love that he said we couldn't get drugs. <laughs> You're in Florida, dude. You can get drugs pretty much anywhere. Um, Fair. What? What? What is this? Some of the events included a mullet contest, a mud duel with pool noodles. Yeah, he said jousting, didn't he? An evade. This is real. An evading arrest obstacle course where actual p- police officers chase the people down. Oh my god! <laughs> what? Uh, the best quote was from a guy named James Gordon. He won the barbecue pork and sausage speed eating contest. He said, quote, I've lived in Florida my whole life. They're calling these events, but I'm calling this friggin' Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> wow. I guess they said the only thing that people had complaints wow. about was that there was no there was no women's divisions. Oh. So there's no like, you Florida know. Florida woman. Or Florida ma'am. That oh, was I the, like Florida Ma'am. There was one event. It was the Florida Ma'am pinup contest. Yeah, they might need to work on that a little bit. Stay classy, Florida. Maybe a little bit, a little bit. But, I mean, not to say that Florida can't have anything nice, but what if we did this in Iowa? Oh, no. What would the events be in an Iowa Man contest? <laughs> Iowa Man contest. Or the, I, or the Iowa Man games. I like this. Um... I don't even know. You're the lifelong Iowan. What would you start with? I feel like you look no further than the state fair and some of the contests we have there. Yeah. You've got, obviously, cow chip throwing. Yeah. You've got the beard growing contest. You've got the arm wrestling contest. 
you got to have something farming related. I mean, cow chip throwing is farming adjacent. You got to have something farming related because it's a huge industry in our state. Right. So I don't know if you have like fastest to tassler. <laughs> fastest to tassler. You or, just have to say that three times yeah. fast. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously going to be some sort of corn thing involved. They should grease up some pigs and have us catch them. What? <laughs> what do you think what? happens on a farm? What? Not all this stuff. Well, I guess yeah, a lot of this all stuff of this, does. All of the Florida man stuff yeah. actually happens. We read those news stories every week and do sound effects <laughs> to them. If we were to do a sound effects theater on an Iowa man contest, what would it be? That's and fair, you yeah. say greased up pigs? That makes me wonder if you've ever been outside of West Des Moines. Look, I've seen it happen before. <laughs> I don't need to know what you do on a Tuesday like that other guy. 515-244-4933. If Florida can have their Florida Man games, what would be some of the events in an Iowa Man games spectacular? I love this. And now, more fun with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. We were talking about how the state of Florida is well known for their Florida man. Yes, yes, they are. And all the wild things that they do. Well, they recently leaned in a little bit to the stereotype and had the inaugural Florida man games. You know, as you would. (laughs) Yes. Uh, It included things like a mud duel with pool noodles. They also had an evading arrest obstacle course with actual cops chasing the contestants. (laughs) Wow. So, of course, you know, we don't want Florida to have all the fun. We would love to have an Iowa man games even though Iowa man is not really a stereotype or a thing at all. 515-244-4933. What do you think would be some of the events in the Iowa man games? Let's talk to Corey from Clive. You probably couldn't really do this, but a bush light drinking contest. Oh, Oh, of course you could. (laughs) That would probably be in the opening ceremonies. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Bush light drinking contest. Who can down enough bush lattes uh-huh. to take the crown. I, mean, I like can, it. If they, if they can drink an entire city out of bush light and bowl there you, games. There you go. Uh, right? So. I feel like I, my money is on the Cyclone fan or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> my money's on Aaron. <laughs> that too. <laughs> That's very true. Funny. He drinks a lot of bush lattes. Uh, Dana says throwing hay bales from the back of a pickup truck into the hayloft of a barn. Yeah. That would be a good one. That's tough. That's going to count me out because that requires... Muscle. Physical muscle. Well, that too. That too. Deanne also wants to see something with bush light. Mm. I'm I'm saying like all the games that we have at the state fair, beard those, beard growing, arm wrestling, those cow are, pie throwing. Those are very stereotypical. Those I mean, those are just normal, and that's what happens. I think it needs to be something like who can put on a winter coat and take it off the fastest because you never know what the temperature is going to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what. What dress for any weather because you never know what's going to happen. So how fast can you put on a raincoat and a scarf and a winter coat and then take it all back off because it's going to be 80 degrees the next second. Don't forget to wear shorts. You got to wear shorts too. So maybe tear away pants. I don't know. You got to prepare. It's Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. I was on my way downtown to the Civic Center last night to go see the opening night of Les Miserables. Ooh, and fancy. Got a little annoyed with myself because I realized that I needed to stop at an ATM to get money for the parking ramp. And they take cards. Do they? Yeah. I thought they only took cash. They take cards. We park in the same place. They take cards. 
Oh, I learned something today. <laughs> anyway, I wouldn't say that having to park and especially pay to park is a huge deterrent for me. But I do get annoyed when I've got to go somewhere and they charge for parking. Mm-hmm. Even when it's just something as simple as wild games. Like, I like the Bucks games. They don't charge for parking over there. No. Or even, like, iCubs I games are even starting to get expensive with the parking. Well, I don't even know how much is it to park there. I don't it's remember. It's like 10-something, maybe uh, 11 bucks. Seriously? Yeah. That's okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Go for it. Keep well, talking. Th- there's, <laughs> a, there's a story out today that says that 75% of us have skipped an event to avoid dealing with parking. Yeah. I would definitely agree with that, but not here. 88% of people try to avoid paying for parking. Mm-hmm. I've been those I've been one of those people that parks back when you used to be able to park at the ramp or the uh excuse me the the meters for free after yes. a certain time. Yeah. I would always grab one of those and then go to an event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you can do that, that's great, but sometimes you don't have that option. Sometimes but you just have to pay to park. It's just annoying. Like 5 bucks here, 5 bucks there. Ugh. I just can't with you. What? I moved here two years ago. Uh We know that. We know where I came from. I did not go anywhere without having to park at or pay at least $20 to park. I always had to make sure if it was a place that had cash, I had to take a $20 bill with me to park everywhere I went. A lot of times, like if you're going to a big event in downtown, say you're going to a concert in downtown Kansas City. Mm Mm-hmm. You're paying at least $25 to park for an event. At least $25. Yeah. And I'm just looking right now at just regular parking. If you were to go visit today, you're looking $10, $15, $20 just to park in a regular parking garage in downtown Kansas City today. That sounds awful. That's just normal. When I got here and I went to the Civic Center for the first time, and I pulled into that garage, and they were like, that would be $5. I just laughed. Like, <laughs> seriously? It's only $5? They're like, yeah, crazy woman. $5 is nothing. We, You are spoiled. Like, you guys don't understand how good you have it here with your parking prices. I would still avoid a lot of doing things just to get away from the parking. Yeah, because you're bougie, and you want free valet parking, and you want someone to park your car for you, and blah, that would blah, be nice. blah, blah, blah. If anybody knows where to park free around the airport, oh, good night. He's got to go have <laughs> lunch today at the airport. <laughs> Back to Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. So very excited for the return of one of, I mean, literally, let's be honest, one of the greatest shows in the history of Broadway theater, Les Miserables, back at the uh, Des Moines Civic Center, now through Sunday, and we want to welcome one of the members of the company, Nick Cartel. Good morning, and thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, First of all, you uh, are in a very important role of Jean Valjean in this show, and you're no stranger to Les Mis. You've actually kind of been in the show kind of off and on throughout your career. Yeah, I mean, and and this is my actually my third time playing Des Moines, so the last time that I was in Des Moines, I was here with uh, Les Miserables playing Jean Valjean, so it's great to be back. Now, I don't expect you to have any you know, core memories, but do you have any memories of the last time you were here? Oh, I remember uh, Fong's Pizza. 
oh, like yeah? immediately comes to mind was all the sculpture <laughs> gardens as we were driving here. I was like, oh, the sculptures. Like I remember all yeah. of that. Um, and then I remember the first time that I played here, I was here with Phantom of the Opera, and I remember there was like a street festival, like food festival that was like yes. on the bridge over there. Yes, like, that probably sounds yeah. like that was probably the World Food and Music Festival. Yeah, it's like it was like in the summer. So, yeah. but I remember that vividly too. So very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to be back. So now, when when actors come for things like Broadway shows for like these week stays. What do you guys do with your time during the day? Because I know that, I mean, I've, I've come to the theater early and I've actually basically walked with cast members as they're leaving their hotel. Yeah. So you guys don't have to get there super, super early. So what do you do with the rest of your day? I mean, it's a lot of exploring. You know, mm-hmm. we get to we get to explore the city and, and find the hidden gems in each city that we're in, which, you know, for me right now, I have, uh, you know, my wife and my daughter out on the road with me. So uh-huh. for me, that's a lot of jungle gyms. Uh, that's a lot of zoos. <laughs> that's a lot of children's museums. Um but it, it's a way that we get to kind of find our favorite coffee shop or something like that that might be off the beaten path that, you know, we always talk to the the local presenters and we also talk to our local crew and be like, hey, what's your favorite spot to go to? Where do you like to eat? Because that's that's the things that make touring memorable. It's, sure. It's finding those places like Fong's Pizza that you're like, this is the place that I have to go back to. Yeah. You have seemingly found yourself in a lot of shows with Frenchish sounding names. <laughs> and so I want to play a game with you today, Nick. All right. Uh, I've actually translated the names of some very popular Broadway shows oh. to French. And okay. I want to see if you could pick them out. So, for instance, if I were to say Moulin Rouge, okay, that's a bad example, but, I mean, okay, yeah. but I've got yeah. some yeah. other ones okay. That, okay. that will make right. more All sense right. here. All right. So let's start with Le Livre des Moments. Let me Inch. let me de-emphasize that okay, last okay. word. Le Livre de Mormon. Oh, the Book of Mormon. There you go. There go. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Okay. Uh, this one will be good if you know how to count. Cease. Six. There you go. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Coming back. All right. Le Fantôme de l'Opera. Okay. The Phantom of the Opera. There you I know go. that okay. one. Okay. All I right. That one. Last one here. And this was just for me fun to say. Shot. Shrek? No. N- no. Think, think Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, cats! There you go. Yes, like, right hey, there. There nicely we go. done, there we Nick. Go. Well done. Your Ooh, French is not too you. terrible. Uh, no, it's very for having not having French. <laughs> <laughs> it really is my favorite show of all time, and and I haven't seen it in five years now. Yeah. So I'm very excited to be back in the theater to see Les Miserables again. Uh, just, I mean, the the songs in the show are timeless. There are just so many incredible ones. I can't. I mean, literally, if you're if the hair doesn't stand on the back of your neck at the end of Act One, you're just theater is not for you. It is the best end of Act One closer in uh, any he, show yo, ever. No, forget it. Yeah. It's it's the best. And can't wait to have uh, have you guys back on stage. And so glad to have you here in Des Moines, Nick Cartel from the company of Les Miserables. Thank you so much for some time today. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for that quiss. I need to go, uh, you know, put up on my French. <laughs>